The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 213 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Our friends at Literati Press are announcing some major news with new comic book releases coming out over the next few months. Uh, the Oklahoma City Publisher is also working toward an art show at The Plunge. Join us, joining us over Zoom video conference is Literati Press creative director Charles Martin and New World Comics owner Buck Berlin. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Howdy. Now, it's first off, uh, I guess, Charles, tell me what this news is about these new comics that you guys are, are putting out. So we have three titles that we are prepping for release over the next, um, the issue ones of all of them are going to come out between the November and February, just one after another. Mm -hmm. um, we, so back in 2016, whenever uh, Natasha Eltarici's Heathen took off on us yeah. and we ended up being a little overwhelmed with it and had to um, move it to a larger publishing company. We have been talking ever since about what to do if we have another breakthrough. And we began working on some of these titles, working with the artists and writers behind them two to three years now. Mm. And it just so happened that all three of them were ready to come out all at the same time and we think that all three of them have the potential of being breakthroughs so we began working earlier this year before the pandemic to start putting together all the infrastructure that we needed that we need we if we had had back in 2016 we could have kept heathen inside the family um we're building all that now so that we can support these three huge titles as they're moving out to a national release. And the first one's going to be released in November, correct? Correct. Tell us about correct. that one. So the Blackjack Demon is by this acclaimed oil painter um, named Nick Hermes. He was represented at Santa Fe. He has been, he's just been working at a high level within art for decades, but he is a lifelong fan of comics so he has always wanted to try his hand and creating his own comic. So he started showing up at our weekly ink and draws at the plunge. And that was uh, where we would mentor young artists and writers to, to help them figure out how to tackle this incredible feat that is putting out a comic. Mm -hmm. And Nick showed up and wanted us to look at some of his pages. And we, were blown away by them they were just really really excellent better than just about anything that you know we see uh coming out anywhere in oklahoma and we we're like well you just need to put some ink because they were just pencils and it was like you just need to throw some ink on this maybe touch it up a little bit and um digitally and you're ready to go and he's like oh no 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 those are just my thumbnails <laughs> and we were like oh my god what are your finished pages gonna look like and 
So uh, he did a trial comic, just a one shot called The Eternity Corridor, just to figure out the medium. I told him to do six pages. Instead, he did a 24 page comic. Yeah. And that's just the guy he is. He just he cannot accept less than less than perfect. And it turned out really, really well. So he began work in earnest on issue one uh, last year. And now he has finished the inks of issue two and is beginning prep work on issue three. Issue one's completely done. And we actually just launched a Kickstarter to help with the seed money just to help us tackle the massive investment that comes with, you know, printing a book by not just by the hundreds, which we're used to doing, but by the thousands. Right. And then, you know, promotion, all the other things that come from it. So it is a, a weird Western which means it's a cross genre set, uh, story set in the old West about a young man whose father uh, is killed by something that crawls out from the earth after a mine explosion. And he chases it across the countryside, you know, vowing, you know, to murder this thing. And. Yeah, yeah. And who doesn't love a good revenge story? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially set in the old West. Yeah. <laughs> so this one has a three issue arc for season one. And then season two, season three are already scripted out. So this one is already got just a ton of momentum behind it. And it's uh, it's done in such a way that it it pulls in uh, more the the last readers too, because mm-hmm. uh, it's it, uh, aimed at the current uh, reading audience. So we're trying to have it bring in uh, people who haven't read comics in 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, yeah, uh, who love old westerns because. When's the last time you read one? Well, and I was looking at the artwork and it really reminded me of some of the, uh, the like the early 70s uh, Swamp Thing style of yeah. artwork that I, it took me back to my early days of reading comics. It was amazing. Yeah, it's it's classic and fresh. Like it's it's. This, oh yeah, yeah. Not to say that it looks that it looks old. It's just that yeah, style. Yeah, it it kind of does, but also it kind of doesn't. It's it's so unique. Mm-hmm. And the, and the story and the story itself is something that um, it it delves in a lot of ways where it's playing with the genre in a way that we find really engaging. Um, literati is. We have a very specific brand of the kind of story we like to tell. We like we like seeing people do something we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And Nick has taken, you know, a lot of turns with this story that are going to really surprise readers and keep people engaged. And one of the things that Buck told us as we were trying to figure out how to get comic book shops around the nation to take on the story, one of the things we have to convince them is that we aren't fighting for their regular customers' money. We're not trying to get those dollars. What we're trying to do is get new regulars to come in because they heard about this crazy title. That So the three titles that we're doing, are those are really what we believe. All three of those titles are going to increase foot traffic in the comic book stores because they are attracting new readers in the same way that Saga um, completely changed the demographics yeah. of comic book shops around the world. Yeah, and, and uh, it, they're they're structured in a way that they could potentially daisy chain too, uh, because we have the all ages title that's uh, the Glamorella's daughter. We mm-hmm. have the young age, uh, the YA uh, uh, Rise and Fall of Babylon, and then we have uh, the Blackjack Demon, which is more mature. But depending on the household demographic, you know, 
mom or dad or, or grandma or grandpa who's bringing in the kids uh, will find something for themselves along with something for the angsty teen who, who you know, wants to change the world and the kid who just wants a really nice endearing story. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Now, how does this, because you said when talk about not making just hundreds of, of comics like, like we're used to from literary press, but, but thousands, where does this put literati press in, in terms of, of other publishers out there? We are trying to jump into um, the Boom Studios. You know, we're not quite aiming for Image, but, you know, that pack underneath them, mm -hmm. um, you know, Vault Comics, and we're really wanting to be a significant mid-range publisher, which is going to be, you know, we've been trying to get to this level for a very long time, and we're just lucky that the right titles came in at the right time. So we want to be that, you know, that publisher that represents this region. Yeah. And, and th that way we can give voice to uh, those that have just gone unheard mm -hmm. or even unnoticed. Uh, you know, uh, there's so much talent here that uh, uh, just needs to, to have that stage. Well, and we've known oh. this. Yeah. With, with literary press, the stuff you guys have put out, we've known it. But this is an opportunity to showcase Oklahoma talent to the rest of the world. Yeah. So one of the things that we also are really excited about, and this is really the difference, like there has been good stories coming out um, from Oklahoma for a very long time, good comics that have not managed to have a platform, including stuff that we've done. Mm -hmm. The thing that has really changed um, not only just that we've got these three titles that all have a potential of breaking through is I, it has been up until now, it has just been me. Like it has been me with, you know, working with the talent that's putting out the stories, but me stuffing envelopes, me sending out press releases, mm -hmm. me doing all of kind of the legwork as the publisher, because there, there's only one person in the infrastructure to support all these talented storytellers. That has changed. We have put together a council that to that have spread out the workload, but also beyond that have brought in a whole lot of talent that know their their lanes way better than I would ever know their lanes. So Buck has stepped in an official part of the literati team now as our chief strategist. Um and That's awesome. it allows for me to to be able to step back from some of the decision-making responsibilities and let somebody who has been successfully selling comics for a very long time mm -hmm. to come up with these ideas that are going to change everything for us. We've also have two art directors, uh, Jerry Bennett, who I'm working oh with gosh. for Glamorilla's Daughter, and uh, John Eric Osborne, who uh, he has been working on the Enigma machine story that he was putting out his own for several years now and is one of the smartest guys on the art side of comics but he is also working on rise and fall of babylon this is exciting news for oklahoma city to have uh, to basically we're, we were able to be in the ground floor of a, of a ground level of, a, of a, a brand new publisher that could really put oklahoma city on the map as far as uh, as far as publishing goes Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and we, we realized that there's really no infrastructure here for uh, people wanting to get into the industry. Mm -hmm. That, um, you know, it, it's, it's one thing to have your friends tell you if, if you're uh, 
comic art is good enough or, or, or not, but you're only hearing that through the filter of your, your friend's eyes and ears. Right. Um, we are trying to put forth something to where when a, a you know, quality enough project comes along, we can give the creative support needed. We can say, hey, fix, the, fix this figure. Hey, the structure is, uh, uh, of the story is deficient in this way. Uh, please revise. That kind of stuff, just because we have these years of experience looking over it and knowing you know, what to look for, whereas someone brand new is just so excited to do it, and they don't necessarily see those pitfalls. Yeah, whenever we put out our first comic, um, it was on repurposed office supplies. We were using Comic Sans. <laughs> we were putting it on through Microsoft Publisher. We had no idea what we were doing. Unfortunately, we got some mentorship from Buck, from Matt Price at Speeding Bullet, from various people mm -hmm. within the, the region who have been working on comics. But we want to do everything we can to help future storytellers avoid those simple issues. And to also know that like your friends are going to buy a comic from you because they want to support you. Right. But if that comic's no good. That's the first and the last one they're ever going to buy. So to make sure that when you put something out, it is able to build your audience. Um, and we're also like looking at opportunities to be a publisher incubator. So, you know, there are titles out there that might, you know, deserve a wider audience, but aren't really necessarily right for literati, but literati can still help other people build their own communities, their own infrastructures, because the more publishers that are successfully working with Oklahoma, the easier it is for us to compete with every other, you know, comics mecca in a or hub in the u.s um real quick if we can yeah. nick Hermes just i got know here. i was wondering if that was nick behind the mask there <laughs> so we've already uh told um michael how wonderful your comic is so why don't you uh spend a little time talking about how wonderful your comic is as well <laughs> that's right self-promotion now um no it's uh um uh, well, I guess I'll just talk about the, the story. Uh, uh, Silas is a boy in uh, about 1890s uh, uh, Oklahoma. And uh, like, you know, page two, his dad is killed by some thing that comes out of the ground. Page three, he sets up on a course of revenge. And the rest of the first arc of the book is just him chasing after whatever this thing is. Um, I always wanted to do a comic uh, it's just that when I was a kid, when everybody wants to do a comic, I was already doing comic strips and realized that the anatomy I would need to learn was way beyond my abilities. And, mm -hmm. and then I turned, I think 15 and I discovered girls and well, that was just <laughs> <laughs> kind of put that aside. Well, you know, flash forward about 30 years or whatever it is. Uh, I thought, well, I better do it now. So I boned up on the anatomy and I met these guys and they've helped me make what we think is a really good book. Oh yeah. 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 The it's artwork excellent. in it. I got a chance to look at it. The artwork in it is amazing. I was telling, uh, fucking Charles that it was, it, it really reminds me of the, some of the old school style of, of doing comics, the, the look and feel for it. Obviously it's a new story, so it's, it's still got that feel as well, but the art in it is just, it really took me back to my childhood of reading, uh, old, uh, swamp thing and, uh, old Western comic books. Man, it makes my heart feel big to hear you say that. Uh, Bernie writes in his uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, all the guys that 
because uh, like I said, I mean, I was, well, I was an oil painter for many, many years, so I didn't do any comics. And so when I started doing this a couple of years ago, I kind of went back to school and I, I mean, I knew what these guys work looked like, but I didn't know Bernie Wrightson's name. I, I, I mean, I'm discovering them like daily, mm-hmm. uh, but all the guys that I liked when I was a kid, those are the guys I'm trying to either emulate or to pull from. That's, and, and I, I agree. I think it looks like the stuff that we used to used to look like that's what i'm going for so i'm really glad to hear you say that yeah it's really fantastic i really enjoy it and you said this uh charles this is going to come out in in november you guys have a kickstarter is that right tell us yeah the mm-hmm. kick, kickstarter uh and this is pure printing costs all that mm-hmm. kind of thing the comics already done uh issue two is getting close to uh to the finish line issue three we've got scripted out so this yeah. is you know, it's coming out one way or another. It's just a matter of how big we can go with it is really dependent on how we can generate income. Because I still wait tables. You know, we're not a rich operation yet. <laughs> um, but we've got a lot of moxie and we've got a lot of talent. So we're hoping to treat this more like a business rather than just a labor of love. And hopefully by this time next year, have a footprint in all 50 states. Um, have comic book shop employees and you know people walking through the conventions which hopefully one day will happen again yes talking about what we're doing Um, and then hopefully inspiring the next generation to you know to to not just sit in their rooms and doodle all day or think about all the things they could be doing but going out there and creating their own communities to lift up not just their own stories, but the stories around them and, and create the community they wish they had had growing up, just as I wished this would have existed yeah. so that I would have had an easier path to figure out how to do this. Um, now, part of that mission is our ongoing um, hopes to, to locate, identify upcoming storytellers, um, creators of all kinds. And that's the, one of the fortunate things of our bookshop, the Literati Press Bookshop, we have our own gallery and we're in an arts district. So we are an easy place to find for people thinking, I, okay, I want to do comics, but I don't know where. I don't know what the, was the first step. So we get those questions all the time. We spend a lot of time having conversations with people who are wanting to start telling their own stories. So starting next month, our opening next month in their September show is going to be Comics is Art. And that is, it was an open call that we started this year um, and closed a couple months ago. And we just announced who our featured stories are going to be, as well as our honorable mentions. And that is going to be an art show of just comic pages. It's going to be synopsis, the cover, some comic pages. And it is going to show the diversity that exists within comics, not only of the creator's but also the types of stories being told. And we have some really, really cool stuff coming out on that show. And then it's going to be followed up with by Literati Presents, which will be coming out in October, which will include some of those stories, but also um, some just samples and quick one-shots from some of our favorite storytellers around. And we've been doing Literati Presents seven eight years yeah so this is going to be us kind of raising the game on that anthology as well so it'll become almost like our calling card like a portfolio like you want to work with oklahoma illustrators kaboom this is 
who we believe are the best in the game right now. Which has been some of the most amazing. It's been fun to pick up a copy over the past few years and just see what is being created right now in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yeah. uh, I, you so so where can people find the Kickstarter? Uh, it is Kickstarter Blackjack Demon. Just uh, the Blackjack Demon. The, the Blackjack the Demon. Blackjack like Demon. The Batman. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm a the Batman guy, not a Batman guy, just to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just go to kickstarter.com, search for the Blackjack Demon. It'll pop right up. It is going through September 7th, 17th, which is... Uh, it's my birthday, which we did not plan, so we think that, that somebody's on our side. But that we are going a great to leverage gift. quite a bit. It's like, hey, guys, you know how you never bought a birthday present, but you feel really bad about it? Yeah, that's true. I never made a big enough deal. I could cash it. <laughs> and there's some cool things that we're offering, too. Like, uh, Nick, I cannot stress this enough. His oil paintings are astonishing. Mm. Absolutely astonishing. I actually showed a picture to my wife the other day i was like hey isn't this a good looking picture and she's like yeah that's great i was like it's actually an oil painting and she's like what oh (laughs) that's amazing so one of the tiers is actually a portrait that nick can do of an oil uh in oil for uh for one subject so He's also offering acrylic, and his acrylics are amazing. Oh, no, no, uh, uh, pastels, 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 sorry, pastels. Um, We're offering uh, mentorship, so like uh, you could get, you send us uh, your script or your art, and we give you uh, forty minutes of feedback, both you know back and forth, Uh, you know, and then obviously you know the comics, signed comics, uh, original artwork. So it's it's a it's a cool way to you know, pre-buy the comic and give us just a little extra fuel in the tank so we can go out there and change the way the country thinks about Oklahoma. Yeah, please. Yeah. Well, I've got, uh, just real quick, I want to talk to to Buck. Real quick, how does, with this pandemic thing going on right now, how are comics doing right now? Well, uh, despite the uh, distributors themselves, uh, they're doing okay. Because yeah, there uh, were there was a time there where they just stopped bringing them. Yeah, back which in April. honestly was uh, what was uh, a good thing for us because well, we weren't really allowed to bring people in, and <laughs> it, it would have been hard to uh, sell all that stuff. Um, but it, it it didn't quite come back in the time that it should have. But still, uh, it it's one of those where we've had to adapt and change. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of refocus energies in different areas. Um, you know, like we're uh, doing delivery and curbside pickup still. We're uh, uh, trying to focus more on uh, the, the newer stuff coming out, the various trade paperbacks that have always been around. Uh, you know, making sure that uh, everyone's buying is, you know, uh, sustainable. Mm-hmm, right. Right. And yeah. you haven't had many people, like I said, in, 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 I guess in the store because of, you know, again, it's people don't necessarily want to go out. Um, so, so you guys, how, how is new world comics doing? Are you guys okay? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we're doing pretty good. I, uh, I've gone through, uh, you know, crazy times before and, and it's the, uh, you know, well, as long as I don't, uh, you know, buy a diamond encrusted battering, <laughs> I think we're all okay. <laughs> or every no. <laughs> <laughs> for, for our bookshop, one of the things that actually we got fortunate, a couple of really lucky things happened for us. Uh, the American Booksellers Association created bookshop.org 
and that as a direct competitor of Amazon, and that really helped us. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, one of the things that really helped our foot traffic was the mask mandate. The day that the mask mandate went into effect, and we we had the city backing up our decision to tell everybody to wear a mask. Um, foot traffic increased, and wow, our sales climbed significantly. And so, like, we're not that far off of where we were last year. Now, I mean, it, there was that two month gap where we didn't make much at all. But I mean, considering what some other businesses have gone through, I am very thankful that we had the experience that we had and that our city was willing to support us in the way that they that we needed them to support us that's great and i uh, every year for i think the past four years now we've been going doing a free comic book day at new world yeah. comics and we, we couldn't do that but i understand there's a, a free comic book summer is what they've just decided to do right yeah and uh, i'm glad that they decided uh, for us uh, <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh it, you know, I, I understand that they, they had the books printed and that they needed something to do with them. Uh, I, I think that they forgot to read the room, uh, you know, because uh, typically Free Comic Book Day would, uh, you know, support the shops. And now the shops are having to support it. Yeah. Um, just because the, the titles that they are putting out were not necessarily things that were coming out or, or going to be a, a big hit. Uh, they are just kind of publishing uh, whatever they had on hand, you know? So it, it's, it's made for a lackluster event mm. <laughs> that, you know, uh, you know, because the, the whole idea with free comic book days is that I want to get as many people in the store and get everyone super excited about all these things. And with them putting out uh, you know, just a few titles each week, that aren't necessarily tiered or related or, or uh, pushed in, in any kind of thoughtful capacity. Uh, it, it's just kind of hemorrhaging out stuff uh, and foiling your arms. Yeah. You know? So right now we need to get everyone out to Literati and uh, New World Comics to buy comics. And now that there's a mask mandate, you know, you can go out there safely. Cause I know you guys there, I'm sure, are keeping the, the store, both of you are keeping your stores really clean and, and, and making sure that people are safe when they go in. Yes. Yeah. People have to trust the experience that they're going to have. And if they don't, they're going to stop coming in. And yeah, it's hard enough to get Oklahoma to read. So mm-hmm. this is, we can't add any extra uh, difficulty uh, rating on that. Yeah. And especially because these kids are going back to school and, and I can't think of a better, I have, I've said it before many times on this show that uh, there is one of the best ways to get a child to read is hand them a comic and they will be a reader for life. It's the gateway drug to literacy. It's really, that's fantastic. We should we should like put that on like a bumper sticker. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> on it. Hey Nick, get on it. Oh, get on that, Nick. I don't want to offend my, my parents at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so where can uh, people find uh, Literati Press? Where where can people find that uh, physically and and on the web? Uh, we're at thirty ten Paseo in the Paseo Arts District. Um, if you know Paseo, we're right across the street from Picasso's. Best donut shop in the state is inside our building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really, really good. Yeah. Uh, online, we're at, at Literati Press on social media. LiteratiPressOK.com is our website. Fuck. Oh, uh, and also you can find Literati Comics here at New World Comics. Yes. And where yeah. is New World Comics? I'm sorry? Where is New World Comics? We're at 6219 North Meridian. 63rd and Meridian. 
my yeah. my old stomping ground when I was a kid. That's where I grew up in that area. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know I'm I'm so glad and uh, that, that you guys like I said keep this alive, especially right now. I think when we need good stories and we need good stories not just coming out of Chicago, New York, L.A. They need to be coming out of Oklahoma as well. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Fantastic, guys! Thank you so very much. We have until go to to go to uh, Kickstarter. Look for the Blackjack Demon to to, for the for the Kickstarter, and we have until September. You said seventeenth, is that right? That's it. Have until September seventeenth to do that, and then two more comics coming out in January and March. Was that it? Oh, it's actually going to be so. Glamorella's daughter, the color. So we're adding Glamorella's daughter, adding color to Glamorella's daughter and releasing that nationwide it's been a in perpetual pre-release just in oklahoma city area mm-hmm. um so we're launching issue one of that in november as well oh, and then great. in february is issue one of rise and fall of babylon which is our big epic saga so it's it's a really really cool project and we can't wait to start showing people more and more that's gonna be it. the more the ya uh style of of of, of, of comic yeah. Absolutely. This is a, it's a three era spanning um, story about the, the, the development of an environmental utopia and then its collapse. Oh, yeah, I want to read it. I'm an outsider, but uh, I, I've heard a little about it. I want to yeah. read it. We yeah. had, we had two energy engineers actually come into our shop with this idea and they're like, we don't really know what to do with it. We just know we want it to be a comic. And they told me about it and I was utterly fascinated by the prospect of it. So, we actually built a four, five, a five-person team to create this comic, and it, it's the first time we've ever assembly lined anything, and it's turning out so well. It it reads like uh, a, a epic global-spanning uh, story that like Warren Ellis would try to. Uh, oh uh, wow! Yeah, yeah, like Warren Ellis, Mark Miller, uh, you know the the early innovators at, at you know the. Uh, early 2000s uh, image mm-hmm. you know something that, that was coming out then it's that big that impactful yeah that's gonna be amazing thank you guys so much for for joining us on our show today thank you absolutely thank you. i really appreciate it so that's gonna do it for our show you can find us on twitter and facebook at okie geek podcast that's also the address for our gmail account would love to hear from you you can find me on twitter at kosu michael c and do you or someone you know have an event coming up well please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Charles Martin, Nick Hermes, and Buck Berlin, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.